Distro One Podcast, Episode Six: Zombies. Welcome, Distro One Podcast, this is Episode Six. Where you're listening to the show, taking a random topic from popular culture and you kick it square in the junk. This is the Distro One Podcast, and to, tonight we are talking about zombies. Zombies. And Pittsburgh, the city of zombies. Yeah, that's we, where we're from. That's right. We the steel city, city of bridges, but mostly well known as the city of shambling, groaning undead hordes, brain eaters. Yeah, human flesh gluttons that are the zombie hordes right here in Pittsburgh. I'm Justin from Distro One, and I'm Franz. And. and uh, so we wanted to start things out, I think, uh, talking about some of the zombie-related activities that have taken place in Pittsburgh, and not just the one that everybody knows, right? But some of the other things that we have going on here in Pittsburgh. Uh, one of the things is Pittsburgh has a bunch of zombie walks. I don't know if anyone knew that, but uh, if you live in Pittsburgh, you probably do. Oh, sure. sure. Uh, the zombie walks aren't necessarily exclusive to Pittsburgh. I know there, there's been some walks in California. I know there's someone. The pretty large one in Ontario, Canada, a few years back, but Pittsburgh, we've got a zombie culture. Yeah, pretty much a zombie culture. Ever since, I mean, the great, you know, the the uh, director George Romero back in the late '60s, but it's kind of developing. Like we have a Pittsburgh is is zombie central, and we've got a couple activities here around town. Uh, how about we? Uh, what are some of the big ones? That... Well, uh, some of the big events that we do is uh, there. Three primary zombie walks here in Pittsburgh, um, one of which actually, for a short time, held the uh, Guinness Book of World Records largest zombie walk that was in Monroeville. Uh, that would be the 2006 zombie walk uh, that took place at Monroeville Mall. Right. And there's been a few shout-outs to the zombies. I mean, Kevin Smith's uh, Monroeville Zombies. Monroeville uh, Zombies, yeah. Zach and Miri make a porno movie. Right, right. Um, and just, you know, there's a... Uh, there's a shop in Butler Street uh, here in Pittsburgh that's uh, called House of the Dead, all zombie themed. They've got a bunch of great stuff there too. If you ever get a chance to check them out, House of the Dead, Butler Street, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Lord, yeah in the Lawrenceville section of town. And going back to the Monroeville walk back in 2006, that was 1,028 participants in that walk. Claiming the world record back in 2006. We also have one in the downtown section of Market Square area. That's usually held annually in every October. But also they have... Uh, they have one that goes on in the south side uh, of Pittsburgh. Also the uh, the bar crawl nation, if you will. South side has a ton of bars. Um, ton of zombie aficionados. Yes. And a um, bunch of people that like to get drunk. So... Um, what a what a place to have a zombie walk, Southside Pittsburgh. Yeah, Southside East Carson Street, like the kind of like the the equivalent of Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Uh, South uh, Pittsburgh has East Carson, and every July there was a zombie walk. People dress up. I know a lot of friends that have part- partook of said zombie walk, and yeah, there's a lot of and that's uh, Isaac. The, the Schnauzer, Isaac the Schnauzer. Yeah, um, he is a the, uh, uh, podcast regular. Yeah, the. Uh, random distribution employee. And so, yeah, some of the zombie walks that do throughout the year here in the Steel City. And, and one of the nice things about the zombie walks is the people that do these things really get into them. Um, and I'll post uh, some photos from zombie walks that I've attended where I've taken photos. 
and you'll get to see like there are some really entertaining characters. Um, they really take some time to and effort into these outfits. I mean, you're not just going to see some people with some white paint on their face. Yeah. You're going to see people that that go all out. I mean, in some cases, movie quality yeah. zombie yeah, replication got, here. Yeah, they really they really go all out. They they, they take their time to get some the prosthetics. I've seen people that go to butcher shops and get sausages for the intestines people that get you know severed heads and limbs that they actually gnaw on like people really go all out it really is a pretty uh pretty entertaining and also very frightening event okay, so because uh, a lot of guys stay in character throughout this whole thing so um isn't there a movie uh, not a movie studio but a makeup studio here in pittsburgh um uh, doesn't george romero have george romero studio? i think uh, tom Silvini. tom Silvini, that's yeah, right that's uh, one of the guys uh Big into like like the B horror. See how we turned into film aficionado for the truth. Well, you know, but it's a uh, but yeah, it's at Tom Zovini's prosthetic uh, movie makeup effects school here. He worked obviously worked with George Romero, the living the legend that has uh, <clears throat> spawned the zombie culture here uh, with his with his uh, 1968 movie just shot just. North, I want to say, Evans City. Evans like City, the, yeah, the, the Butler County area coming to us, uh, releasing that for a mere $114,000 budget. And if you think about movies that are made today, that's peanuts. Yeah, that's that's like the marketing campaign alone would be well over one hundred fourteen k. But George Romero taking... A bunch of Goodwill thrift store clothes, some actors, some Bosco chocolate syrup for blood, making probably one of the most innovative and influential horror movies of all time. Right here in Pittsburgh's backyard, Night of the Living Dead, released in 1968. Also chosen by the Library of Congress for the National Film Registry. It's actually a copy, I would would believe a 35mm copy. It has been preserved in the Library of Congress and also throughout... Through the years 1978 to 2010, they have spawned five sequels. Oh my goodness, yes. yes. Uh, coming out, uh, one of the one of the big ones, you can almost see it's almost on par with the original Night of the Living Dead, which would be Dawn of the Dead, which is why Monroeville gets so much love in, from the zombie world, because the Monroeville Mall, back in 78, was the backdrop for... Dawn of the Dead, the group of survivors holed up in the in the Monroeville Mall. And speaking of zombie walks, that they actually do tours, I believe annually, of the Monroeville Mall and what scenes were shot where, and just kind of a tour, kind of through through the movie. It's been a while since I've been to the Monroeville Mall, but I do remember there being uh, last time I was there. Um, an actual there was a zombie store in the Monroeville Mall where they sold a, bon- a bunch of zombie merch. They had you know the Monroeville zombie shirts and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was one of the uh, one of the zombie walks that I've attended was at the Monroeville Mall, and it's pretty great. They they kind of closed them all down. Um, they get this huge troop of uh, individuals that have dressed up uh, that have costumed up, and I mean, and some of the makeup is fantastic. And they they walk them and they do laps through the mall. Uh, as the shambling dead, and it is it, it's it's kind of creepy, really, <laughs> uh, and and it's a lot of fun. I mean, everybody that's uh, that's doing this is totally in character and just having a blast. Right. I think maybe we should talk a little bit about the history of zombies. 
Yeah, since we're yeah talking about it, this is the I know last show we we're kind of going for some like some zombie video games. We were talking about Resident Evil last time, so we're kind of a broader stroke, if you will. So we're covering a lot more of the zombies and talking about zombie kind of the lore. I know uh, the zombie we're kind of discussing right now the affliction is it, is it the disease versus the virus? Like, what's your take on that? Um, so there's a there's a there's a bunch of different. Uh, mythos out there right. uh, in right. terms of <clears throat> the undead i mean you've got vampires and you've got all different ways that this uh this affliction or whatever can be passed um <clears throat> and initially like uh most of the zombie stuff i had seen as a as a teen or you know even a young kid it was always like the zombie bit you you got it yeah guess what yeah you're a zombie yeah right um so it was some sort of you know, not like a werewolf's curse, right? A more like a disease is what is what I gathered from right. from it. Um, but we've done a little bit of research, right? Uh, looked into it, and there is a there's an origin of the of the zombie. Yeah, mythos. people aren't aren't. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like George Romero created the you know the the undead you know crawling out of the graves. I mean, this actually goes back quite quite many many years, probably decades ago, maybe generations ago. Uh, Justin, yeah, what was your uh, research? Um, the what I've under, uncovered was that uh, most of the tales lead back to at least for the popular zombie myth uh, to Haitian voodoo uh, is is where. And there's a bunch of theories on that. Uh, there was a theory that it was you know used as a, you know a, a political fear by one of the one of the regimes under you know at at, a, at some point in time, and um, you know that there was a witch doctor that you know they used it to fear like. You know, you could end up turning into a zombie, that kind of thing. Um, but most everything that I've read kind of points back to to that Haitian voodoo, in some sense or another. There's a bunch of different variants of the of the overall theme, but the the one universal uh, pointer seems to be that that voodoo aspect. All right. All right. So, so now you know Haitian voodoo. And now, I mean, in in the video games that we've talked about, it has been in uh, it has been a crafted disease, right? Um, and we've seen there's plenty of movies where that is the yeah, case. Exactly. It's a crafted disease. Like uh, zombieism is not something that it's supernatural. It's supernatural. It, it's something that someone made happen. Yeah, kind of like uh, would I take 28 days later and all those kind of like, that seemed to be more of a disease than a supernatural element to it. <clears throat> Both enjoyable, but there's different <clears throat> different ways to go about setting up the the undead hordes throughout myth and storytelling and, and in my opinion one of the scariest most real life things is if you ever if you want to if you want to look up something that that'll scare the crap out of you is uh look up an article about zombie mice and they've taken oh. viruses and they've taken these viruses and they've injected them into mice but they've programmed the viruses to give the mice specific responses to different light and color conditions and they can make the mice do different things when they are flashed a different light so, like, they might flash a red light, and the and the zombie mouse, so to speak, will turn left because the virus was, as a delivery system, programmed that mouse to respond to turn left when they got a, a red light, or a green, you know, uh, right when they got a green light. Those sort of things. So, there's some weird, scary science out there attached to this as well. So, yeah. if you get a chance, look up zombie mice. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of pretty pretty scary. Where like, you know, things are in the real world. There's elements of 
control and, and undead thing. Oh. And I mean, and that comes from uh, you know some of the some other research that they've done where they've uh, they've tried to work on you know viruses and using them as delivery systems for different cures as well. Right. I mean, uh, well, you know, there's studies on you know trying to use viruses to deliver specific um, specific cures for like cancer and things like that. Um, you know, where they're where they're testing these things um, using viruses as the delivery mechanism, um, but. That one was one of the ones that I thought was really scary is they actually programmed something to do something else by using a virus. So that, that, that bleeds into that uh, whole zombie bites turning you into a zombie. Yeah. Yeah, scary stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so actually going back further and kind of going into the zombie lore, actually doing some research and we came across an interesting web, web page on wikipedia.org. Thank you, Wikipedia. That essentially the from the years nineteen twenty to two thousand thirteen, and, and we're including World War Z. That's going to be coming out this year. It hasn't been released, but it's still a zombie movie. There has been, according to our research, six hundred and fifty-eight zombie movies ever made. That's, now these, of course, would be cataloged or produced in some way. I mean, it's, yeah. It's not like uh, you know Franz and I are in the backyard making a zombie movie and then getting it posted on Wikipedia. Right. These are these right. are real films. Yeah, yeah. These everything from and there's a lot of different. Well, there's a lot of maybe not tried and true. So you can kind of maybe take this list with a grain of salt. But it's you have you know it's like the 1920 silent film. I believe it's, it's the German film, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which is more of a somnambulist or like a sleepwalker. This girl was like in a coma. But she was kind of dead, but not really, like a sleeping death. So is that a zombie? That's debatable. Is it a zombie movie or isn't it? I mean, and then you've got the real weird, like, way out there, like, Big Tit Zombies. Big Tit Zombies. I mean, that that's is a real film. movie that was made. In 2010, you can check out Big Tit Zombies for all your uh, cinematic, you know, zombie needs. But, uh, but yeah, so essentially... Pretty extensive list. If you want to go to wikipedia.org, may even throw in the link to the list of zombie films in the show notes here on the website, randomdistribution.com. But yeah, so, so far about 650, 658 total, give or take, <clears throat> films related to zombies or zombie-esque creatures. So, and, and personally... The, the 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 zombie mythos uh, scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, just a year. That's a big big fear. I, I I've always said that uh, I'm afraid of three things: zombies, hypodermic needles, and babies. Right. And so, if you had yourself a zombie baby with a hypodermic needle, I would probably just you know quiver in the corner somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that would be yeah. That would be your personal hell. That's my kryptonite right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> that is my one true kryptonite. Yeah. The the trifecta. Of zombie baby hypodermic needle, that that would be you know, I'd be out. Yeah, so so now you know, ladies and gentlemen, that is the one thing if you really want to stick it to them. If I were a superhero and you needed to destroy me, that's my kryptonite. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Um, I think this is the point in the show where we break out a little bit from our main topic and uh, talk about something. Uh, our T-shirt of the month. Yeah, that's right. We got every. Every show, every well, I, would, I should say every full-length show that we do, we like to choose a fun T-shirt, novelty T-shirt, pop culture T-shirt, just and get, throw, throw out a shout-out, just say, like, hey, this is a cool T-shirt. 
And we're this is coming to the coming at you from the website who has gotten some pretty some media attention recently here in the Pittsburgh area, uh, coming from like Why One Wait Morning Show and KDKA. Uh, this is talking about from the from the website Yins Can't Park. And if you get an opportunity to check this uh, this site out, it's great. It's about people that. Well, they can't park. They park like douchebags. And uh, and Pittsburgh, uh, when we say y'all or whatever or you guys, we say yins. yins. I mean, that, there you go. That's, Pittsburgh, yins. Yeah, that's a classic Pittsburgh regional dialect. Yeah, yins. And uh, another term we use uh, for someone who's kind of a, you know, maybe uh, a dick, Yeah, we call them a jagoff. Jagoff, right. And I'm sure you've heard that uh, on, you know, a few movies here and there that maybe have referenced Pittsburgh culture or whatever. So, uh, our, our shirt of the month. Yeah. Coming to you from yinscanpark.com, created by Dan Greenwald, uh, also a podcaster. Uh, you can check him out on comicbookpit.com. But he got a nice, the Parking Styles t-shirt from his from the Inscan Park store. You have two cars. One car, completely perfect, between the lines, straight as an arrow. Right in the parking lot. Right in. Just tried and true textbook park job. And of course, below that, you have the words correct. And then on the right next to it, you have a guy completely cockeyed, completely diagonal, taking up two spaces and below it, the, the, the phrase jag off. So, yeah. Continually. Welcome yeah. to Pittsburgh, Yin's Jag Offs. Yeah. So, park straight net, as they say. So yeah, so that's the Parking Styles t-shirt from Yinscan Park is the t-shirt of the month. Uh, great shirt. We'll get a link to that shirt up on the uh, up in the show notes. But yeah, check it out. Um, and we've shouted out Dan Greenwald for, for other things. It's yeah. just he, uh, you know, he got a pretty big bump in media attention and we wanted to uh, we wanted to shout him yeah, out because, I mean, the, the, the guy's making a name for himself. We, uh, we appreciate him. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's, a, it's a great site. Uh, funny. I mean, it, it's he's getting he's getting recognition ac- uh, across the wo- across the world, really. Certainly across the country, with people emailing him park jobs. And if you want, if you see someone who can't park with a dam, and you want to take a picture of it, send it to Dan at yinscantpark at gmail.com. Yeah, he's got a he's got a Twitter site, all of that stuff. Yinscant Park, uh, check him out. Yeah, definitely, and find him on Facebook, everything. But the Parking Styles t-shirt, t-shirt of the month, we'll, we'll throw some links up there. All right. There we go. Well, and then back to the show. Uh, there's a lot of zombie culture right now. Um, and I think Walking Dead has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many of you out there are Walking Dead fans. I personally hate zombies. Yeah, it's kind of hard for you to watch. I you know you, these zombies aren't really... But I yeah. fucking love this show. Yeah. Because it is not all about just, like, the B-movie zombie horror. Right. There is a huge human element to it and a survival element to it. And uh, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they, they, yeah they do a really, a really good job. Well, obviously, uh, people, it's uh, based off the Image Comic image comic book series created by uh, Robert Kirkman, who's also had uh, his artist's... Tony Moore and Charlie Adlaird, who is on its 15th, 16th, 17th volume at this point. And it's essentially, it's kind of like the zombie movie that never ends. But it's not so much concerned with 
the undead hordes and them eating brains and human flesh. It's essentially what the survivors, how the survivors deal with, you know, no technology, no, everything almost kicked back like several generations. And it's a huge psychosociological uh, approach to it. Like, what would you do? Uh, how would your how would, could you how psychically like in your, like how would your psyche handle being forced into a much more of a a, a, a devolved age yeah. and have to defend yourself right and then how do you manage dealing with other people that are also trying to survive in this age it, it it's very very cool yeah yeah it's it, do other survivors become your enemies do they become your allies do you try to go at it alone do you try to hold up and try to go for a strength in numbers strategy. Like, it's really interesting. And how do you make it work when there's someone that, well, you can't get along with, but you need them to survive? Yeah. That's a really cool aspect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, it, and it's throughout, you know, the Walking Dead series, the comic book series, and television series. You may not like someone. You may not, you may think they're a little unhinged, but they're good with an axe. They're good with a shotgun or a pistol. And you kind of like, Kind of, you need them. They're a good strategist. Yeah. Or something like that. And you, or like they can pick locks. Or like you need these guys yeah. that have these skills, but you may not like their personality or their or even their morality for that sake. Right. Like they they may be someone that you just don't agree with what they believe in, but yeah. like you need them yeah. to survive. It's uh I really like it. Yeah, and that's uh like the AMC series that's on its third season now. Uh it's going strong. I, from what I understand, it's been it's one of AMC's hit shows, or rightfully so. It's a really dramatic series. A lot of even even they even have a talk show uh, from uh, the Nerdist.com. Chris Hartwick even does a Talking Dead talk show after the series airs. I think it's from uh, like nine to ten, and from like ten to eleven. I guess it's it's moved up to an hour show now. Chris Hartwick has some guests on, and they talk about the show. It's actually pretty coming, getting to be kind of a little phenomenon here. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty notoriable. Um, one of the things that I wanted to mention is like after you watch maybe like a few episodes of Walking Dead, if you haven't watched it at all, just just watch the first season straight through. It's on Netflix. Come on, everybody's got Netflix anymore. Right. Watch the first season straight through, and then do something that uh, is a little crazy. Watch like one of those survival shows. Like watch like Dual Survival or Man Woman Wild or something like that. Yeah. And I challenge you to not think I am really not prepared. <laughs> no. Uh, because no. you start watching this stuff and you'll be like, well, maybe I should buy, uh, I don't know, like maybe I need to keep a hatchet in the house in case yeah. like I've got to chop wood or something for to, to have a fire uh, in case yeah. like the power goes out. I mean, all of the, there's a lot of survival shows that are out there right yeah. now. Uh, and there's a lot of like, there's a, there's a show on, uh, I think it's uh, NBC maybe called Revolution. Where the okay. power goes out, yeah, and they have, right. to, they have to fend off. Not zombie related, but survival related. And I think anytime you start talking zombies, you have to start talking survival, right? Because how do you, sur- how how do you not talk about survival when you're faced with something where uh, you get bitten, you get sick? Yeah. Uh, the only way, and and everybody's getting sick, and the only real option you have to do, the you know, only real option you have is to survive. Yeah, and then then you even think about it, I like the uh, the way they did it at least with, with the Walking Dead series. Is there's no TV, there's no internet, there's no phones. 
Like, you really go... Those damn zombies knocked us back, like, decades upon decades, and then you can't... There's no grocery stores. And if you do do make it to the grocery store, there's no... Someone else has probably looted it. Yeah, that or the power went out and all the food's rotten anyway. I mean, really, how do you survive? And then, let's take it a step further. Okay, like, let's say, how do you farm... Well, you aren't, you can't stay put anywhere long enough to be safe enough to farm. Yeah. And then how do you hunt when everything is hunting you? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a really, really scary situation. And if you think about it and put yourself in that place, uh, yeah, it could, it could be very scary. Yeah. I mean, especially living in the city. Think about living in the city. Like, and a lot of the scenes from the, the first season of Walking Dead take place uh, in a city setting an urban setting and it's really humbling like holy crap how do i even get out of the city if something like this were yeah. to happen and they even mentioned how people were traveling from the cities to the rural areas because there were less people which would mean less zombies to deal with and they even said like there was even with with the show there's even like migratory zombies that just Traveled in like packs or whatever, herds or whatever. They just shamble down, shamble down. You know, it's the highways or the the paths of the streets. It's just like, what do you do with all that? Because it's that's the the thing about zombies. I mean, one or two, you probably outrun. I mean, I could maybe I could handle a zombie, but it's they're 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 frightening because of their numbers. You know, when you get dozens upon dozens, hundreds. That's what makes them terrifying, and, so. and and it's like you can't hurt them. I mean, yeah. the only the only thing you ha- you can do to a zombie is kill it. There's no way to hurt a zombie. Yeah. You can slow it down, right? And you can kill it. That's it. They're, they don't feel pain. Yeah. Now, if you think about fighting an enemy that you can't injure, that's and has no uh, has unyielding resolve to keep coming at you. Right. That's terrifying. Like. Yeah. You can't hurt it. All you can do is maim it or kill it. And even maiming it doesn't stop it because yeah. it'll it'll keep it'll, crawling it'll keep to you. Crawling it'll, at you, yeah. I mean, and if you get close enough, it'll just bite you because you're close enough. I yeah. mean, unyielding resolve. Very terrifying. Yeah. So what should what should we plug next? Well, I think we got the uh, we got the artist of the month. We got the T-shirt out of the way. I think uh, Justin. I think we're uh, going to be talking about the artist of the month. We're going into the realm of music. I think for the first time. It might be. Uh, this Actually, is definitely our first musical music uh, artist topic. And we're uh, talking about the uh, Bloomington, Indiana's native son, Totally Michael. Kind of like a synth pop kind of guy. I know you've actually seen him live. So when we, uh... Uh, Yeah, um, I went to uh, Howlers, which is uh, here in Bloomfield. Uh, and Howlers gets a bunch of great bands in. And uh, I went actually to see a completely different band at the time who... It turns out Totally Michael was so good, I forgot who I even went to see that Nice, night. nice. Um, but so, like, um, the opening act goes on. Uh, somebody. Uh, the main act is up next, and then this guy, Totally Michael, comes out. And immediately you think, what the hell am I doing here? Right. This guy comes out. He sets up an Apple I, you know, MacBook. And you're like, oh, man, really? Then he straps on a guitar. He starts jamming out. He kicks on his, uh, you know, kicks on a track on his MacBook and just rocks out. 
And it's, I mean, it's it's different. Right. But it's good different. Right. And you don't get that every time you get different. Usually you get, oh, well, that's different, and then you're done with it. But no, this is this is great stuff. Um, it's a, he, especially if you're like an 80s kid, yeah. he calls out so many 80s references, right. and it's all, it's all poppy, it's uh, very energetic, yeah. and uh, it, it doesn't bore you. Like, it doesn't yeah. bore you to death, and you don't feel like he's, it's sellout material either. It's really good, and uh, I really hope you guys check him out. I, I saw him live, and literally, I went to see two other, I, one other band, 100% I went to see, another band I was kind of interested in. And I forgot. I forgot even who they were after I saw this guy play. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, you got me one of the albums. One, I guess his uh, his uh, debut album. It was just really sharp, very clever pop. And of course, and he talks about he talks about high school and being a kid and old old computers and girls and it's. it's it's pop, but it's clever pop, and that's what I liked about it. And like, I mean, like MTV videos, and like yeah. just total like cool stuff from like your childhood yeah. and like your you know your teen years and stuff. Yeah, he's kind of reliving his childhood through these tracks on this album, and it's great. I and mean, then I we can't really speak highly enough of him. He he's from the iHeart Comics label. You can also you can find him on MySpace.com/slash Totally Michael. You can find him on Facebook. Totally Michael, I think uh, Twitter, at Totally Michael. Like, I think you know, he should be around, he should still be touring. I hope I hope he's got a new album coming out, because we'd love to hear it. So, yeah, kind of like our, uh, he's kind of like the synth pop kind of guru, uh, Totally Michael. So definitely check him out. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him in a few years, but I, I can guarantee you that if I heard he was coming uh, within travelable a distance right. to Pittsburgh, I'd go see this guy. Uh it's totally worth it. Um, so I hope you guys check him out. Yeah. Find him on MySpace. Find him on Facebook. And uh, check out his Twitter account. Yeah. All right. Ours of the month. Totally Michael. All right. So. So we were on the Walking Dead topic. Right. And uh, we, we kind of, we talked about Resident Evil before. Um, there were a lot of zombies in the Resident Evil movies as well. Right. Like. But it was it was so different in the Resident Evil movies. It's like it seemed like in the Resident Evil movies, and I know we're transitioning a little bit, but it seemed like in the Resident Evil movies, uh, not all of the zombies were like completely unintelligent. They they weren't just base intelligence, like survival, like eat, yeah, live, sort of mentality, brains, you yeah, know, that, yeah, that mentality. There were some that were like evolved, and uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on like. Evolved zombies. Uh, yeah, I think oh, they'd almost be scarier than the, the the regular base sluggish, stupid zombies. I mean, that was like whenever the uh, some of the Living Dead sequels came out, and they and you first saw the runner zombies. Like they don't shamble; they can run uh. at you. That's terrible. And. Also, like going back to Resident Evil, the one the one big one that that comes to mind would be Nemesis from Resident Evil Three, and he just that big hulking monster. Would it, it just puts it on a whole new level? Because you know it, it's more. I mean, I know Resident Evil is more like like a bio weapon kind of like, kind of thing, but yeah, the runners and like a Nemesis, like a big like 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 
self-aware, intelligent, strategic zombies would be a whole new level of terrifying. And I, and I feel like the, the, the Resident Evil stuff, the Umbrella um, idea of zombies, was that Umbrella was trying to manufacture weapons for warfare. Right. And they were using some sort of virus delivery system, which is the thing I was talking about earlier, which is freaking scary. Yeah. Um, so they were using like a viral delivery system and like they would actually, you would have en- enhanced attributes. Right. But you would lose um, much more of your higher cognitive function in, right. you know, in transition for that. So like, oh, you could become a really like huge hulking crazy beast, but you got a little stupid. Yeah. And yeah. you had no, you know, social awareness or skills or anything of that nature. You were just a monster. And that's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's the whole, you know, the the mindless brute, like the berserker, you know, you can't reason with it. You can't, you know, bribe it. You know, you can't, you can't bargain with it. It's just going to be like this mindless killing machine that you just have to either try to kill or run from. Yeah. That's pretty, uh, pretty terrifying. And, and, And we're, I mean, we're all human. You can only run for so long. Yeah. Yeah. We're not machines. That's like part of the uh, kind of like the uh, like the Jason from the, from the Jason movies are like Pepe Le Pew from like the Looney Tunes. Yeah. How the cat's running and he's just skipping so because he knows he'll eventually catch you. Because eventually you get tired. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. I think uh, I, think I think that's, that's all I have. Yeah, I think that is the zombie show for uh, Distro One, episode six. Uh, definitely, if yeah, check us out. You can find this on. On the main website, randomdistribution.com. You can find this on Twitter, Distro One, Facebook, Tumblr. We even we now we are now set up on uh, the website Tindeck, Tindeck.com. So when you see the posts and you see the Tindeck icon or whatever, don't be afraid to click on it because that's us. Yeah, that's the show. And uh, yeah, you can follow us if you want to leave us a voicemail. If you want to send us things, what's your favorite zombie movie? Uh, or discuss anything we've talked about tonight, drop us a line at distro1 at randomdistribution.com or even leave us a voicemail message at 412-204-7180. And that's the show. All right. We'll see you next time. This is Franz and Justin. All right. Out. We're out.